Hello, legends. Welcome to Jacked and Happy. Today we have the great and powerful Pat Smith. Pat Smith's on. A licensed consultant for NeuroChain Solutions ran by the great and powerful Joe Dispenza. We get into some awesome conversations about neuroprogramming, how to get over fear, anxiety, and into action, and how he helps people become top performers in whatever field they're in. So it's a great conversation, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And as always, stay jacked and happy. Welcome to Jacked and Happy. I'm Elliot Schwartz, whiskey lover, bacon eater, real estate investor, and a big kid at heart. I'm bringing you epic conversations with everyday people doing legendary things who are just as successful as they are happy. Let's freaking go. One last chug, dude. Get that vodka in before we start. That's right. <laughs> Was it two? It's what time zone are you? So it's probably like noon there, right? Yeah, it's one. It's one. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a perfect time for afternoon cocktail, dude. Come on. Exactly. I know. No, this guy's shredded. Welcome. Well, welcome to the, the podcast, to the Jack and Happy podcast. I got Pat Smith here with me. I just met him at Kyle uh, Depius's event and we connected. He's an awesome guy, great energy. And we have super similar stories um, coming mm -hmm. from corporate. And I'm really excited to have you on, man. And uh, um, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, been it's been pretty exciting to continue the relationships and and that I built in one day of the event that we had back in January. There's been a handful of guys that I've been able to continue to talk with, and it's so funny how similar our stories are, even though we're from you know totally different areas of the United States. I know, man. Uh, I'd say you probably have about I don't know six more abs in me, but other than that, we have. <laughs> We have very similar yeah. backgrounds. Um, the dude is shredded. God dang, man. I, I had no idea until we were starting to get into the workouts and he took his shirt off and I was like, all right, I'm, it's time for me to go, dude. <laughs> I'm free to get out of here. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Um, so let's just, I have two can questions we'll start with. Just kind of get us, get the the lubrication going, the conversational lubricate. I don't know why I said that. That sounded weird. But um, one is <laughs> what, what do you like? Since the show's named Jack, and it's not like jacked, although I do want to yeah. be jacked, but it's like, what are you super excited about? So like, what are you jacked about for this year? Like it can be personal, professional. What has you most excited? Sure. Well, for me, somewhat similar to you, right? I, about six months ago or, or the end of October is when I quit my full-time job. So a lot of things are very professional oriented focus now that I'm, you know, solopreneur. So a lot of things on my own. So the two biggest things that I'm super excited to uh, be a part of or to be host with is one, uh, as a NeuroChange Solutions consultant, so it's a, essentially a corporate wellness company that takes in the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, teaching emotional intelligence, stress, stress regulation, and meditation, and putting it into the workplace. So I've been able to work with companies to really help them with that burnout, that overwhelm, that stress that's actually hindering them from growth. And I'm working with a friend of mine who's also a colleague and an NCS consultant, and him and his family run a surf resort in Costa Rica. And so uh, towards the end of the year, we're putting together a vacation plus a transformation session of being able to take guys like ourselves, you know, maybe 20s to 40s and 50s, executives, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and teaching them these skills that we teach people inside companies while also giving them time to break away, to be in the sun, to get surf lessons, 
yoga, breath work, ice bath, good food, get to understand the culture of Costa Rica. So that is something that I'm ex looking forward to extremely. And also I've never been to Costa Rica. So it's like a double, it's a kind of kill two birds with one stone type of thing for me. So that's one for sure. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's going to be major. And then another friend of mine is starting a company called House of Naba. And it's it, the Naba stands for natural art of being alive. So mm. he's bringing in a specific community of individuals who are really on this journey to find their greatest version of themselves. And that could be artistically uh, from what they know and wellness. And so it's a combination of art, uh, fashion and wellness supplements and being able to use that as a platform to also help build each individual in the, uh, part of the community's brand in terms of allowing them to get on there and teach courses and share their knowledge and experience. So it's kind of a new business model. And so I'm part of their integration community and the launch is actually at the end of this month, which will be in Denver. So uh, May 1st is when all that information goes out. And so, yeah, there's two main projects plus all the other stuff I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and then corporate consulting, which that stuff is still fun, but I like the big picture, like the, the event type stuff. Oh, really you really, you like surfing on a beach in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, I can't dude. That's freaking sick. No wonder you're excited about it. That's badass. Is that yeah. other program from um, geared towards men or men and women for the fashion and. <clears throat> oh, that? so that's just a company. So the company is okay. called house of Naba okay. and uh, natural art of being alive, which is what Naba stands for. It's geared both male and female. It's going to incorporate uh, wellness, specific supplementations, uh, fashion, art, and just kind of create a uh, almost like a masterclass studio of all different types of education pieces, ranging everywhere from being a better communicator to health and wellness to how to reduce burnout. And so all of these uh, different ways for individuals to share their experiences and their knowledge. That's awesome, man. Yeah, those yeah. are really cool projects. That's badass. Yeah. So if you hey, if you're in the Denver area, can they check it? So it's launching, you said this upcoming month, May? Yeah, yeah. May 1st is the launch. That'll be more, you know, across the whole US. Okay. There's a um, launch party that's kind of for the integration community. That's the end of April. Okay. And then, yeah. And then of course, you know, individuals, if they're looking for a nice little getaway towards the end of the year. Keep Costa Rica on your calendars because that would be a major, major win. And it's it's what I like the most about it is I, I teach the same workshop with companies in the corporate setting, but it sometimes isn't nearly as relaxed as you can imagine it would be yeah, on the beach sure. of Costa Rica in a nice villa and, you know, being able to absorb all of the nature and all the good food, sunshine and waves. So it's, it's going to be a that. unique mixture of that vacation getaway, that recharge, rejuvenation plus also personal transformation and learning a lot of new information for individuals to then take back in to the workplace so they can be more present, be more productive, creative, efficient. Uh, Absolutely. And probably meet some amazing other freaking men who are exactly. up to big things too. So networking too. I mean, that's, that sounds like my kind of trip, dude. Keep me posted. Yeah. I actually am pretty terrible at surfing and had a very bad surfing store. So the first time I went surfing, I had a my man, my old manager for corporate, he lived in SoCal and was a big surfer. So he gave me this board and there was like sand all over. It was like a sticky board, but I didn't have a rash guard. Right. So I'm trying to get up. I'm surfing paddling. Like I feel it's burning on my chest, dude. And I'm like, man, this thing burns. And he's like, it's okay. You're good. So I was like, all right. So I tough it out for like an hour, another hour. And I'm like, dude, I can't take the pain. I like got out, dude. My nipples were gone. Like they were oh, bleeding. God. 
they were oh, bleeding no. everywhere. And I'm like, it was a tough shower. So hopefully, I mean, I'm up for a new surfing experience, dude. I, yeah. I need to get back out there. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my friend, um, he's, a he used to do amateur surfing. He's a little bit younger than me even. And, nice. um, but he's, he's pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I went surfing actually six, six months ago when I was in Hawaii and I got, I was fortunate enough that they gave me some sort of shirt to wear. So <laughs> yeah. I uh, got to go away from that nipple rash. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Um, I will be talking to you about that trip cause that sounds awesome and yeah. maybe we can help promote it too. So that's, sure, that's pretty sure. sweet. How many guys total will be there? You have like uh, a... kind of the range we're thinking is 10 to 20 is a nice mixture. Yeah. Uh, so the surf resort that's there has different villas. And so we want to make sure at least everyone has their own bed. There might be, you know, they're kind of like mini houses essentially. So some mm. of them might have two to three guys in, in a, you know, in the villa, but I, they all have their own beds. So we just nice. want to make sure everybody has their own bed. So we're not buddied up next to anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds awesome, dude. Um, Very cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Okay. Well, that sounds like that's pretty epic, but I want to hear your perspective on what your definition of happiness is. Well, I used to think maybe six, probably a year ago, that happiness was just having as much money in my bank account as possible. Um, I think over the course of COVID and just everything that went on in the past two to three years, it made me rethink what that looked like. And so for happiness, mm -hmm. me is really having a, I wouldn't say it's balanced because it doesn't ever, ever feel like it's balanced, but being able to do one for me is always putting my health first and then allowing me to be around other people and be as present and productive with other people as I can. So happiness is a great mixture of, you know, health or, or being wealthy in many different ways. So mm -hmm. I think of it in different buckets. So you have health, relationships, community, social life, and then of course, purpose. And for me, my purpose is my business now. So happiness is that is that kind of uh, bucket of all those different things combined, opposed to just always trying to chase the money, because I did that for six, seven ish, eight years. And while I did great, make great money. And each year I made more and more money every year. I still had something missing within me. And it was that fulfillment piece and that happiness piece mm. that still was missing. So being able to have purpose, of course, health. Yes, money is a great tool, but I don't feel like it's everything that's there. So happiness is a mixture of all of those and being able to balance those while also growing and evolving. So you're not staying in the same place you've always been. I love that, man. That's a really cool answer. And it's cool because um, it has kind of a, a twist. I, 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 I get to hear a lot of people's perspective on happiness too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting, but I love, I love your perspective on like, it's, it, it changed for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, fulfillment and happiness and purpose is always ever evolving. And it's like, what makes us happy now may not in six months or a year. And it really takes like intentional awareness mm -hmm. to say like oh why am i not feel, feeling fulfilled get curious around that and maybe pivot or make adjustments so you can have that feeling of alignment in all those different areas again like that's really cool that's a really cool little insight there it's awesome yeah yeah and you know i think maybe from your experience too is with the corporate world that's kind of what we were told to believe is that more money will make the more happy we'll be and yeah and that's the only way it is and then you know, I, I guess I came to find out that even during COVID, the time where I was just relaxed with family outdoors, 
spending time focusing on myself, like building that? How can I create that, but also still knowing that I need to pay the bills? And that's mm-hmm. where getting into my own business and then, you know, trying to invest the money that I was making so it can bring in passive income similar to some of the things I think that, you know, you're you're involved with is yep. a great outlet because then I can still have that freedom time, but also knowing that, you know, I got to pay my bills and I do want to have money to be able to take the vacations and enjoy nicer things when I, when I'm absolutely. able to. Absolutely, man. Let's let's get into your journey, your transition sure. from corporate to, to owning your own business. And how was that for you? Cause dude, our time, it's like so creepy, man. Like I transitioned um, from corporate in October too, mm-hmm. right before my 40th birthday. And it's been a heck of a journey, but I want to hear what it was like for you um, and what that process looked like. Yeah. So I, I would say I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. So my old job was I, I worked as a territory manager for a boat manufacturer. So I'm sure similar for you, you know, medical sales, if I'm right. Yeah, right. Yep. And so like you had, you had customers and they were, I'm sure doctor's offices, right. You had your territory, your region. Well, I did the same thing, but for boats. And we had, I had the eight States in the Southeast where I covered where there was dealerships across the Southeast that sold our boats. Right. I was that kind of liaison between the manufacturer and the dealership who was selling it to the retail customers. And so in 2021, I was still living in Indiana, but I was commuting all the time from Indiana, which I would normally drive to Chicago to fly out of better airport, easier access. And I'm, I'm flying to Florida. I'm flying to South Carolina. I'm in Georgia. I'm in Alabama. I'm in Virginia. So like I'm there all the time. And eventually I was just like, Hey, talked with my company. If you, I can, I felt I could do a better job if I was in the area that I was serving. Right. So, yeah. you know, moving down to Charlotte, North Carolina in 2021. And, you know, that was in uh, May. And then in, after being there, after being here, kind of getting and settling in after about five months, you know, I had already been working as a holistic nutritionist on the side. It was something that I took up and went back to school for when I was still working Okay. And because that's what I was passionate about. And so I yeah. was doing that somewhat on the side as just like an extra thing for friends and family. And of course, I was getting some some partial income, but nothing like what I was making. But I realized how much time I was spending outside of uh, my free time, like, you know, traveling, doing all this. And of course, the money was great. And that was exciting. So but around November, I decided like, hey, I, I really maybe want to start looking and what kind of money do I need to save up to then be able to quit this and go all in on myself? Well, fast forward still eight to nine months later, well, 10 months later, you know, the next year in October, I was still, you know, I was making money, but still in the back of my mind, was like, I want to do this, but I was nervous, right? There's a lot of yeah, fear, absolutely. A lot of, you know, uh, lack of my, like lack of, Am I, where am I going to get this money? How much do I, am I ever going to have enough saved? And then, you know, I was actually at a retreat in October and last year. And I just, I kind of was in the middle of a meditation. And I got kind of this voice that was kind of mentioning to me, essentially, like, why are you, you've already been really well, been very successful at making everybody else's dreams happen. What in the world would make you think that you couldn't go after your own dreams and make that happen? And I'm like, wait, that makes sense. And then ironically, that same week, I got a call uh, from my old company. And it was just kind of frantic. And I just realized that that stress, that chaos of that job just Mm. wasn't serving me any longer. And I pretty much cut to the chase and told them that at some point, I was wanting to probably move on and that 
you know, I don't want to wait any longer because I was going to do it at the end of the last year. And I just went ahead and did it. And, you know, it was as scary as you can imagine, but it was also been very rewarding because this freedom and this uh, newfound purpose to actually do something for myself. And then, of course, being able to leave a legacy behind that has been pretty, pretty magical, I would say. Dude, 100%, man. Um, and I know you've done a lot of mindset work and, and you're mm -hmm. huge into meditation and stuff. So like you had probably had a lot of tools to help overcome yeah. you know, those, those fears of like not being enough, not being good enough. How yeah. is this, the, you know, this lack mindset can like overwhelm oh, yeah. you, right? Anxiety. And um, I've had month, uh, weeks like that when I first transitioned. So I, mm -hmm. I get it. And, um, so <clears throat> talk to me about like, how did you, how did you like, when you transitioned over and now you're working for yourself, did you have any of those thoughts creep in? How do you manage oh, yeah. them? Oh, what's yeah. like, how do you, how what's, what's your process of managing them when getting into a good state of like productive and, and feeling good? Sure. So, you know, once I last year and in, in um, June of last year is when I became a consultant for NeuroChange Solutions, which is basically the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it all is talking about emotional intelligence, meditation, utilizing these tools to rewrite our beliefs, our thought patterns, mm. our behaviors. And so as I learned that more and more, especially from June till October, when I quit, I was realizing that all of the thoughts that I had about, I'll never make that much money again. I'm not good enough to have my own business. This is going to be too hard. I should just stay where I'm at. We're mm. all calls from my body telling me, hey, that like we need to be we need to keep you safe so let's just keep doing the same thing you've doing it's okay like yeah you might still be dying on the inside that you're not happy with it but it's okay like just keep doing that well when i realized that those sensations were coming up as a result of trying to keep me safe and keep me in what's called what i like to call the known so mm. basically the past i knew i could create a lot more of that i knew how to do it but yeah. the unknown what was scary so utilizing meditation and really understanding that when I can slow my brain waves down, when I can get into a more relaxed state, I can enter in this operating system, this subconscious mind that we've created that's really running us on autopilot the majority of the time. Mm. And I can go in and rewrite those habits. So I can switch. It's too hard for I'm plenty smart for this, or I'll never make enough money is I'm going to make double that amount of money. And like starting to rewire that thought and pattern and when you're in those meditative states what's really unique and what i've learned and what i still teach now is that the brain doesn't know the difference between the emotions created when you, uh, like a real life experience so when you feel like oh now i got a million dollars in the bank and you really thinking that thought and creating an emotion of what it would feel like because it's so objective it doesn't know the difference so if you tell it that hey I'm already wealthy. I'm already like mm. abundant. I already have millions in the bank. Naturally, biologically, neurochemically, hormonally, genetically, your body is going to start acting like that without you really doing anything but except for meditating on that. So of course I had meditation as kind of that tool. And then also having support of, you know, friends and family around me was huge. Yep. And then knowing that I take care of my health, I'm always trying to get good sleep, eat good foods. And those things have also helped me reduce anxiety and stress levels because, you know, when you're having lack of sleep or you're not hydrated or when 
you don't eat proper foods and the foods you are eating are chemically laden, that's not, that's telling your body there's something going on. And so the body gets in that, you know, sympathetic, chaotic state. So it was a nice combination that I was able to use from my knowledge and experience of tailoring my new mindset. And now that's kind of what I'm doing with the work of, you know, individuals who I help with. So those were huge tools in moving me from that fear mindset to basically trusting the universe and, you know, the unknown, the uncertainty can be, shit, that's daunting. That's scary. But at the same time, the unknown is actually a perfect place for us to do whatever we want from. Because if we're doing things from the past, well, we make more of the same in the future. And so if you're doing everything based on the past, then your future is basically predictable because you're going to do the same shit you've already done. But you and I both know that we're trying to grow. We're trying to build yeah. a great life. Like, yes, we're not there yet. We're grateful for where we're at, but we're not there yet. So it doesn't make sense to do the same same stuff with the same mind and expect new results. That's what they call, right? Insanity. Yeah. And do the same things over and over again and getting new results. It's just not realistic. And so the work of knowing how to get into that subconscious mind and into that operating system, I feel is the biggest, uh, biggest place that individuals get stuck. And luckily, mm -hmm. I had that experience to be able to know how to do that. And that's what led me from not having to feel that anxiety for such a long time after I quit. Let's freaking go, Pat. Let's <laughs> freaking go. I'm fired up right now, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what, dude, that's where the juice is. And like the unknown is where miracles happen. Oh, yeah. If you can be in the unknown and be like totally in a feeling of magnetic abundance. And like, dude, I swear to God, I just feel like that is where God and will just show up and bless you beyond your wildest belief. And like, oh, yeah. you're already so geared to serve people. So it's like, people feel like you care about them. You know, you have all the right tools and attributes of like, you know, being a good person. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, if there is somebody who needs to go take the leap to like serve more people, it's men like you. So like sure. th the fact that you can do that work and just go out and wait into the unknown and be like, Hey, I'm here for it. I know it's going to work. I have confidence in myself. Like oh, yeah. I'm just getting fired up, dude. I hope, yeah. I hope you're, I hope people on the other end are taking notes because you can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I was just listening to a different podcast earlier and I've heard it before and you may have heard it, but I think Wayne Dyer said when the way you look at thing or the way you look at things differently is like, it starts, things start to change kind of how you look mm. at them can't remember the exact quote, but that's exactly what's going on, right? If we're always so narrow focused on anxiety, not have enough money, worry about what's going to happen next. Well, guess what we're going to see as a lens? That's going to be our lens. Yep. So everything we look at, problem, 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 problem. And then Black, people yes. are like, I'm so drained. Well, yeah, it sounds <laughs> real draining and exhausting. Yeah. And I've been there and I've been yeah. there. Yeah, so, for sure. But if you can teach your mind, okay, damn, I'm grateful for this roof over my head. Even the small things, waking up today, being able to talk with Elliot, like share our stories, make connection, mm. cr uh, create brotherhood. Like these are small things that we just overlook and we're like, those are just parts of life. No, the more gra grateful you are for those, then to me, I just feel like whatever it is, your higher power, God, universe. Yep. Like it's like, hey, he appreciates what he has. We're going to dump and give this guy more because yeah. he knows he's going to do the same. And the more he gets, the more appreciative he's going to be, the more magnetic energy you're going to have, right? You're going to be able to serve people in better ways yep. and you have more tools and it doesn't just have to mean money either. So yeah. I think that's what's been huge for me is really like 
shifting that lens from lack to abundant, even when I know I don't have as much money in the bank as I used to have, but that's not, that's, if I'm waiting for money to make me happy, then when I get to that money, I'm still not going to be happy. You know, I talked mm. to, I talked to some people who've worked with, you know, you know, you know, nine figure earners, like billionaires and like been, have taken care of them in terms of being doctors for them. And they're like, they're actually the most, some of the most miserable people that I know mm. because they thought that the money was going to make them happy and they get all the way there. And now it's not that way. And so it's like, how can you create that happiness? How can you create that joy and excitement before all that takes place? Because then when you get to that point, you actually are going to be appreciative of it instead of just like letting it all not really matter to you. Totally, man. And me and so like me and my wife are just like super hyped on the feeling abundant all the time, even though like yeah. we're investing more than we ever have. And, you know, like I lost my income, be I chose to, right? And so we're investing, we're all in on these big projects. And it's like, we are, we, and I've never felt more abundant and it's taken effort and like intentionality to like oh, harness yeah. that feeling. Right. And I feel like, like, yeah, like the, that money is already mine. That success mm -hmm. is already mine. It's already in my bank account. It's just yeah. like, it's temporarily being held somewhere else right now. And that's cool. And like, I don't know, we've been, we've been just so intentional about that. And I've never, I've never felt happier. I've never felt like money's not a problem. Like I have never felt more abundant in my life and same with, same with my wife. And it's like, I, I'm personally like, we've never been happier. And it's like, we're super heavily invested and we're going all in. And it's, it's a cool feeling because we like, we say is, is like, if you're so wrapped up in money and if your bank account has nine zeros in there, like if you can feel the same with six zeros in there versus nine zeros, you've won life. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. And I think the the speed of which you'll get to nine will be so much better. And it's like, but you're not attached to it. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's a sweet spot of life. Is like, yeah, we all we're all driven for success. And yes, we want money, obviously, to like be able to give and invest and have great options in life and provide for our families and give our kids the best things possible in life. Like, yeah, everybody mm -hmm. wants that, and everybody and that's should be wanted, but. Mm -hmm the attachment piece and the, the, like, if you can live into that energy and space, like you said, your brain won't know the difference. I think that's such a freaking awesome concept. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm, I'm that same way. I would say is just that, you know, I would, if I was living in the old mindset that I had previously, I would be down in the dumps because I'm like, look, I was, a, I was making, you know, you know, multiple six figures. And now I'm like, Oh, I would have never wiped that away had I not mm. started to rewrite that mindset for myself. And, you know, like I, like you said, I'm, I'm equally, I'm, I'm more happy than probably and more free than I've really ever been. And there's still a lot of options. And also knowing that I'm appreciative of the way things are now, there's still so many other opportunities out there that are starting to pop up. Right. I, I would have never dreamed to do a retreat in Costa Rica or be yeah. a part of launch, helping a gentleman launch this company and, you know, be able to promote it for him or, you know, getting in to work with certain companies in the Charlotte area and noticing that my impact's going way beyond just the people that I talk to, right? Their spouses, but also their clients, their coworkers. Mm -hmm. Like, and so for me, that's just, that to me is harder. Like you can't put a price tag on that, I would say because those experiences are so profound and we're very limited on how much time we get here on this earth. So 
it's been shifting so much from being all right chasing money to like how can we have like the best experiences and impact and as a result the side effect is money not just i'm trying to chase money i need clients now i want to make this impact and the more impactful i am the more intentional like you said i am mm. with the individuals that i communicate who i work with who i put on events with then the side effect is going to be the money and that money it can be a lot and to think that okay i made a uh, couple six figures or whatever like if i've done it once then why in the world i'm wiser now i'm older you know i'm 30 now so i'm like i'm wiser now i'm older like yep. i should be able to do this again plus plus or multiple times that right so i keep i keep reminding myself of that as evidence like i've already been there so what makes me think that i can't get back there oh you're getting back there buddy you're getting yeah. back there times 100 i can't wait <laughs> yeah. to see it so through this all, I mean, you're still investing in yourself. You flew across the country to come to Kyle's event and yeah, like, you know, is, is investing in yourself, um, been part of your life for a long time. Do you love like talk, talk me to talk to me about that. Like, is that an intentional thing or do you see Kyle's event and want to come or do you always try to get in the rooms with pe with people like that? Well, so I was actually very fortunate was I was, um, my girlfriend's parents have a home in Gilbert. So I, she's fully remote. I had just quit my job and January we're like, you want to drive to Arizona and live there for a month? Like, so we were already out in Arizona for that oh, month. Nice. And nice. so, but then I, I had read about I, a friend of mine, his friend, uh, Mike Metcalf, he's a friend of Kyle's. He's here from Charlotte. And so I talked to him, he told me about guys trips. So I had him on Instagram and I saw that they were doing an event in Arizona and I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool, but doesn't do me any good. And then I looked at the dates and I'm like, oh wait, I'm going to be there. And it was just like a one day event. And so I'm like, of course I'll go. Like, I didn't know, I had no clue that I was going to meet you or going to meet Jock or going to meet like Tyler or uh, some of these other guys that, you know, I guess I didn't realize who I was in the room with essentially, you know, guys who have are making great impacts in many different industries and are great connections to have. And so, uh, so that was, that was somewhat random, which I don't think of anything as random or synchronicities anymore. They're all exactly how they should be. Like we were, you know, meant to meet and all of that. And I was supposed to be there. So that was one thing, but regardless, yes, I've been, I would say pretty much since 2018 ish, you know, I've, I put a lot of my extra money back in investing in myself. So mm. even if that means things like, of course, you know, you gotta think of, a gym membership, right? Also, yep. you know, being a member at a yoga studio, like making sure that I'm eating good food. Like to me, that's also investing in myself because the more optimal I'm functioning, the more like healthy I am, the more present I am in the workplace, the more productive I was, you know, at my past job. And then, yeah, I paid for myself to go back to school to get a holistic nutrition certification. Um, I worked with numerous coaches, probably spent, I don't know, tens of thousand dollars to work with specific mindset coaches, even to teach me, how do I get over some of these blocks, specific business coaches. And then of course, some of the licenses and certifications, um, especially the Do Dr. Joe Dispenza, where we got trained um, yeah. directly under him. You know, there's only about 70 of us that got chosen to be there. Wow. There's only about 180 of us globally as consultants. And so, yeah, that was a big investment for myself, but I knew that it was going to pay off and, you know, within my first couple of clients, I've already returned that back. But knowing that me putting out their money is also me reinvesting in myself and 
it's very hard for someone who's a coach, who's a, a basically a yeah, high-performance high coach, health optimization and mindset coach or consultant. How can I expect other individuals to spend money on me if I'm not willing to spend money on myself? Mm. And so that's kind of my philosophy with it. So yeah, over the past, I would say through, uh, four to five years, I've been you know essentially investing back in myself. And it's funny because... I talk with my girlfriend sometimes and she's like, you know, you made a lot of money, but where, where did a lot of it go? And I'm like, <laughs> I just been kind of like doing it stuff for myself. And but it's all, yeah. it's all good things, right? It's making me grow. It's making me evolve, think in new ways, get in spaces with individuals who I would normally never be in spaces with. Yeah. And that event in January was huge for me because I'm thinking, okay, if I can just get in about five more rooms like that a year, I'm making connections all over the U.S., let alone internationally. Mm. And that's, you know, that opens up so many doors. And, you know, you hear about things that you're doing and I want to be interested. And you hear about the things I'm doing and uh, you you might be interested or a friend might say to you, hey, Elliot, I'm really looking to, you know, improve my mindset. I'm really stressed out at work. And you're like, oh, I got this guy. And then, of course, you know, I've got friends that are like, hey, we need to host this next retreat. Anybody got any ideas? And then, of course, OK, well. What about this beautiful place in Scottsdale that's going to be coming soon, right? Yeah, so it's absolutely. Just, it's just feeding that energy and that's all it is. And you can imagine in sales, right? It was connections. I used to have so many connections where people would just call me and say, hey, this new, this dealership's looking to bring on a new brand of boats online. Like, And within two, three weeks, we're signing like deals for individuals to bring in a million dollars worth of boats in a, a year's time frame. And so it's like just being as using that energy and, and knowing that that's going to be very contagious and really helps you move things forward. I oh say. man. I just, <clears throat> getting in rooms that are intimidating and filled with awesome men and women, like I I'm addicted to it, dude. Cause I, I, I get so much out of just hearing from people, understanding we're all going through the same journey, similar struggles, mm-hmm. no matter what level of success. And, um, and just the networking and 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 the connections, like you said, is is so worth it. So like I think that's one of the most important things of life. And it's like for you too. It's like people are are investing in themselves for you and and for themselves. Yeah. And so, like, what is what are most people's biggest holdups to investing in themselves for for like from your perspective? And what do you have to help people coach them through just to even get like you know them to invest in themselves? Mm. Yeah, I would say it's funny. I was just talking to my cousin about this and he does, um, he used to be in the NFL. So he's kind of working back with kids that are going into wanting to get into D1. And, you know, we were just talking about some plans for him and we were mentioning how quickly it looks like families are to invest in their kids to go to sports camp to do this. But when you say, hey, so-and-so, it's going to cost you 300 bucks a month, they're like, like, whoa, whoa, I wouldn't, I can't spend that on myself. <laughs> and so I think there's just this, uh, I think it's just like a, I don't know, like almost like a mental block right around spending money on yourself and feeling like it's selfish in a way. But I guess what I always think of and what I try to relay that message is that, Hey, if you're spending money to invest on yourself, that's not just an investment that's selfish for you. You know, imagine a father who has you know, a dad or a husband, right? He has his partner, he has his kids. And so if he's looking to reduce stress, if he's looking to feel healthier, like that's not just an investment for him. That's an investment for his family because 
one, he's less stressed, more present at home, which means mm. more true quality time. If he's healthier then when his kids finally have kids and those kids have kids, he can still move around. He has all those understandings of what to do to keep himself healthy. And so I feel like relaying it that it's an investment and not an expense, right? You know, people look at it as an expense. They're like, geez, another, another bill to pay. It's like, no, if you're true to it, like it's an investment because you can't, how can you put a price on being less stressed and knowing the tools to reduce stress for the next 30 years of your life? There's not, you know, like you, if I had to charge that, I would be charging way more than what I charge now, but that's not what I'm trying to do. And so, yeah. you know, I think that relaying that information uh, that, Hey, it's an investment, not an expense. And then also I, I, I hate to say it, but if I'm in a situation where I have to persuade someone to do that, then to me, they're not really invested and ready to make mm. changes. Yep. They are very hesitant. So it takes someone to want to change. It shouldn't take convincing for them to want to change. I'll be there and ready to root them on while they're on that journey. And then of course I have my hand open to help them when they are ready to step forward. But people are only want to change. People are only going to change as much as they want to change. Right. And so, so true. that's a prime example of me and, you know, my past experience with drug and alcohol addiction was, you know, from 14 to 24, People could, I could, nobody could tell me shit. Uh, excuse my language, right? No, you're, I knew it all. I knew it all, bro. I I knew everything. Like I was good drinking as much as I want. You couldn't tell me anything. But then finally, there came to a low point in my life where I had to be the one to decide I was going to change. No one could hold my hand my whole life and expect me to change. And and that's what it is with anything, right? And if you want to change, you have to be the catalyst for change. You can't change because so and so told you to. If you don't believe it, then you're not going to do it. Dude, that's, that's, that's so true. That's so true, man. And I, dude, I had this thought while you're talking. It was like, oh my God, like this new thought where it's like people talk about legacy wealth, like where, where someone mm-hmm. down the line changes your family's history of like the, you oh, know, yeah. you know, okay, they break the cycle. They maybe they start a business and they have, you know, a lot of money that they can like send send people to college yeah. and, ch- and change like the dynamic around money mindset. But there's also like, you could have legacy mindset shifts in your family lineage too, of like you going through the mindset work, teaching your kids how to like a prop, like appropriately handle life stresses, you know, mm-hmm. what meditation is, how to visualize things, how to like have positive talk like that. Absolutely. You can change your family dynamic um, through like mindset work as well. And that was like, I hadn't, I don't think I had really thought about that until you were talking about like, you know, this breaking, this breaking out of the cycle of like worthiness and stuff. And I was like, Holy cow, man, imagine, imagine a kid going through even like a sports performance thing, right? Like imagine a kid going through like meditation and visualization and belief and confidence and what, how that would change their life. Once they start thinking about things differently and looking Mm -hmm. for opportunities and and having a a healthy relationship with money and all this stuff that like mm-hmm. we've had to learn late in life. Right. Cause I, I wasn't yeah. exposed to a lot of these concepts until later in life where, man, it would be freaking cool as a kid, like to have yeah. some of these tools at a young age, you'd be a freaking mile ahead of everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it's funny you say that, right. I have a friend that's here in Charlotte. His name's Alex Bullowich. He does sports psychology and his, his ultimate goal right now is working with those type of athletes that are, mm pretty much high school athletes. And I was amazed and and it makes sense, right? He teaches them all of these 
mental tools, these visualizations. And I see all the time he's posting on Instagram, right? The screenshots from their parents. So-and-so hit a game winner at the AAU game. She would have never taken that shot before, but she had the confidence and the knowingness that, hey, even under pressure, this shot doesn't make any different shot than she had when she was in practice and she makes it all the time. And so it's like, holy shit, like to give those things to kids can like open up this whole new realm of like, there are no limits essentially. And mm. and much like you said, I was, I was meditating this morning for an hour when I got up and I was thinking about, uh, it was just all talking about like being an alchemist, right? Being the, uh, like you said, kind of like the chosen one of your family to break the specific of lack of only being able to limit it to this, making you this amount of money or thinking that you can only live this way. And I, I was repeating to myself essentially like, hey, I'm going to be that one. I'm basically blessed and highly favored and I'm the chosen one. And I'm going to I'm going to break this shit wide open because you know, it takes a lot to even think that that's even possible. And, mm. and I often get into situations where maybe family members or friends are like, oh, must be nice to do this. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not far from that. So I hope you don't talk to me, talk about me that way, because I have huge visions for myself. And, yeah, you know, and then, like you said, it's just the belief in yourself to know that you can get to that point. That's half of the battle, I would say. Holy man, just having the having the confidence to take the shot, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and get on the court and work for yourself or come up with a side project or go for the next job promotion or whatever it is. It's like that belief in yourself is, I truly think is a difference between champions and not. And yeah. it's something that like you have to teach it. No, no one else can like teach you how to have belief. They can show you the way, right? But yeah. you like, it really is a personal journey of like, believing in yourself and no one else can do it for you. You can borrow belief yeah. from time to time, but like to truly have that inner confidence to take the game winning shot, to go out on your own, to take the risk, to invest in yourself, to, I mean, that takes something and that takes confidence. And um, I think that's every for everyone's personal journey. And, and dude, I love that yeah. you're facilitating that journey for people, man. It's oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. I can't imagine the ripple of families and success and, you know, marriages and all that stuff that you're having impact on. It's, um, it's great work, man. It's cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, right. Is, um, I love when people, not many, even myself, but I didn't realize that it was so deeply ingrained when I had those specific, you know, unworthiness feelings, right. Of mm. self-doubt or limiting beliefs. And it's so often that we're like, Oh, here's this to fix it. Right. Oh, this will help you. Yep. But it's external to you that, it needs to come from within. And, you know, like you said, that's what I help facilitate individuals. How do you get into that operating system? How do you rewrite those programs? How can you enter in what you do want to think? What is the new voice inside your head that you want to have screaming at you, right? Although those things, other things are going to come up, how can you be conscious and let that new voice override the old voice? So that's okay, why I, I love seeing that because when I, what I noticed essentially was when I was doing just holistic nutrition consulting essentially one-on-one -on -one. i could give people a meal plan and i could tell them exactly what to eat but if they were hardwired to do certain habits it didn't matter what i told them it would good it would work for a while but then there would be a plateau and the plateau was basically saying that hey there's something internally that's letting like keeping us from going further which is kind of where i realized oh wow my clients are getting success but probably not the sustained long-term success that they're needing. And that comes from within, which is where I really 
transition to, you know, being able to like teach individuals with the mindset and the meditation. Bro, and, I, um, I love that, man. Yeah. It's and so, you, it's and so good. You said something earlier, right? Is like, you don't know, like, I think the Wayne Gretzky co- quote is, uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. It's like, how do you know you can't get to that point if, if you've never tried? And if you're only going based off what someone else tells you, that's, that's total BS to me because that person has never lived your exact life. No one's ever lived your exact life. So if someone says, oh, this is too hard to be able to be whatever it is, a millionaire or to run your own business. But one, they maybe have never even tried to get to that point. So mm-hmm. to me, their their opinion is invalid as in the nicest way saying that. But then also, they haven't lived all the experiences you live. They don't know all the people that you know. So how can someone's opinion of where they think you can be at like dictate really where you get to and and i had to remember that a lot so you know my my hometown is it it can be there's definitely some i would say there's just like a a fixed mindset around what life needs can and can look like and needs to look like and i just felt that didn't really fit fit with me so really when i moved here to in charlotte uh, a couple years ago i think that really catapulted the growth mindset for me to open up to the new realm of all the different possibilities that are out there to make money, to grow, to evolve, and to be in business for myself as well. And it's, it's not just hometowns. It's, it's whole, it's society. It's a a school system. It's college. It's like, you know, they're training like these little worker bees to stay in their lane and do your task and do it well. And you get a star. And it's like, man, it's just there's so much more to to life of like fulfillment and success mm-hmm. and um you know and it's a there's a whole nother world out there and i feel like i feel like it's um that's that's the matrix to be broken right and mm-hmm. you know it's all about a, per, a personal journey it's not for everybody to be outside the you know the lines and doing your own thing but um it's cool that i'm you know it's it's it was really cool and and wise and and I honor you for taking the risk and moving out of that, getting into mm-hmm. an environment where you feel like you could excel and and work on yourself and have that that energy and support to like really chase down your dreams. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's you know it's all a journey, but it's it's pretty unique, and we only get one life, so why not do the things that you want to do on your own terms? And all like right. you said, it's not always about having to be an entrepreneur or anything. You can still do whatever you want and be in the nine to five, uh, you know, idea and have a great job and love what you do. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just if you're so stressed about it, then what's worth your physical, mental and emotional health, right? So how do you gear it to find something that's more fitting? Maybe it is a nine to five job, but maybe it's something you're passionate about. Or maybe it is entrepreneurship, who knows? So either one are are great. And so I I always like to make that clarification, because I still have so many friends and family that are in that same situation. And um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, are you making sure that your mental, physical, and emotional health is also taken care of and isn't at a detriment of you being behind a desk? Bro, I, man, when I was working in corporate, it was like back orders and, you know, the hospitals oh, were stressed and they're going through COVID. You. And it's just like, oh my God, I, my adrenals were freaking shot, dude. I was just yeah. living in like, Hey, we don't have that product. What? We're not gonna be able to help these. I'm, it's like the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And I was going through that every single day. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This might be a good time to make a change because yeah. dude, I, I, I 
that I was living that world of anxiety yeah. and negative like impact on my life for sure. Oh, 100%. And I think, you know, similar in sales. So, well, one, yours was probably a little bit more impactful knowing that people can't get certain, I guess, medications to help their actual life. Mine was like, hey, this furniture is back ordered. You can't get your $100,000 boat for another <laughs> month. And they're like, oh my God. And, but still, regardless, at, yeah. in sales, right? You're that middleman. Yeah. So you hear it. You hear it. You're getting yeah. calls. And man, it's hard to separate that stress and that anxiety and always feeling like the bad guy, knowing that you put your hard earned, you know, you put in hard work, time, energy, and then still backfires on you, right? Because production has stuff back ordered or things yeah. didn't get in on time. And now the prices are doubled. Oh, I love those phone calls, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, we don't want to hear this one. This is not a call I want to take. It's not going to be a fun call. No, exactly. No, that's cool, man. And, um, you know, it's like, I just want everyone out there to like, kind of see and get a peek behind the window of what it's like chasing down a dream of like true fulfillment. And, um, I, it's, I like, I love your story, man. I relate to it so much. And I hope mm -hmm. like so many people who are listening are, are, you know, in a similar journey and, and getting a lot from this. I know I am personally. So, um, it's crazy how fast time goes, dude, but like, I've, man, I just honor you and thank you for like hopping on and being so transparent with everything you're going through. And I love, I love your full circle, like offering. It's like, yeah, I can put a nutrition plan in front of you, but I can also give you the mindset behind like, and the tools to like help you sustainably feel worthy enough to fall through mm -hmm. with this, this, like that is such a cool piece. And I love, I mean, you just, you give such a full breadth of like actual tools to make real impacts on people's lives. And I'm excited to, to be a part of that. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you having me good conversations. Of course, we'll, uh, we'll continue them on in the future. Absolutely, brother. So thank you for hopping on, man. Yeah, appreciate it.